as you know, earlier this week, the federal government unveiled their new national climate plan, right? Uh, and provided a, a rare example of agreement among the two major parties in Alberta. Jason Nixon, the environment minister with the UCP government, called it insane, said it would be very devastating to the economy across the country and in Alberta, calling it insane. Rachel Nolley, the NDP opposition leader, came out and said, this is a fantasy. It's not attainable. It's not achievable. It's a fantasy. Okay, so not a lot of support for, and specifically we're talking about the oil and gas industry because the federal government talked about a lot of other sectors as well, but specifically oil and gas industry, 42% reduction from current levels. Fantasy and insane. Um, what does it tell us about Rachel Notley and her her plans? Her, does she have a plan, I guess is the question, when it comes to oil and gas? We're going to chat with Markham Hislop an energy journalist and the publisher of Energy News. Uh, Markham, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. Good morning, Shay. Now, of course, this is a fastball right over the fat part of the plate for Jason Kenney and his cabinet. Hand-delivered opportunity to rail against Ottawa, attacking Alberta again. You know how it works. We've, we've seen it happen. Perfect for them. Uh, so you expect the response you heard from Jason Nixon. But notly, um, my take is she kind of found herself caught between a rock and a hard place on this one, sort of wrong-footed, and where's the, where's the safe space for her? Do you think that's fair? Well, I think that I think it is fair, and and there's no doubt. You know, there's a poll came out uh, today, for instance, from Angus Reid that shows that Jason Kenney is very, very unpopular. Only thirty percent of Albertans approve of his performance, but the NDP and the UCP are virtually uh, tied at around forty percent for voter uh, voting intention. So I, there's no doubt that she feels uh, a lot of pressure on that front, and and that she maybe had to out Kenny Kenny on this issue yeah. in order to make points with the, I get that. But uh, my argument here in the column I wrote, where I said that she has no energy game, is this was a moment. This had the real feeling of a real moment for Alberta and for the Alberta oil and gas industry. Uh, I remember after the uh, uh, election in 2019, the federal election, I wrote uh, that the uh, Ottawa was coming for Alberta that eventually there was going to be a big fight over emissions reductions. I thought it would come sooner, frankly, but here it was. And and Notley had the opportunity to position herself differently than Kenny, but still be positive, to say, hey, you know what? Yes, this is a challenge. 81 megatons, by 81 megatons a year by 2030. This is tough, but you know what? We can do it. And maybe here are some examples of ways that we can do it. And she dropped the ball. So she had an opportunity to position herself as, quote unquote, a defender of Alberta, which is the role that Jason Kenney has taken on and wears every single day. Uh, But do it in a slightly different way. Is that what you're saying? She can still try and appease both sides of this argument? Yes. And and there are ways to do it. I mean, this idea that 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 uh, reducing oil and gas emissions and let's remember, Oil and gas is 26% of Canada's greenhouse gas emissions. It's the biggest single emitter, and Alberta all by itself is the far and away the most single biggest emitting province. I mean, this eventually, uh, you know, Canada is waking up to the fact that it has an Alberta problem on this issue. And there is, there's no way to make this go away. This is a big issue. The world is committed to it. The federal government is committed to it. And it's going to happen. So the question becomes, how do we make it happen in a way that works to the benefit of Alberta and to the benefit of the industry? And there are all kinds of ideas out there. And she didn't have any of them. 
Well, that's the thing, Mark. I mean, we're going back. I mean, it's not like she's a rookie in politics in Alberta, for God's sake. She's been around a long time. She's been premier. And this was a knock on her when she was premier as well, is that she didn't understand energy. At least that's what we heard from a lot of people inside energy. She wasn't on the same page as they were. Um, she said a lot of the right things, but it just didn't seem to translate. So, um, you know, where are we now? I mean, at this point, you think she'd develop some sort of strategy, some sort of policy that makes sense. Um, is it moving too fast? Are things changing too quickly? Or is it just something that she can't seem to wrap her arms around? It's the latter. And let me explain why. We need to go back to the 2015 election uh, when she became premier to understand it. So the NDP were not expecting to be elected in 2015. And they had some, you know, energy and, and, and climate planks in their platform, but they really weren't well developed at all. And so what she did, and they, and furthermore, they didn't have a lot of horsepower in their caucus when it comes to energy and climate. You know, Shannon Phillips was probably the, the best of, of the bunch in their caucus. So what they did, and they, this was actually a really good uh, process that they followed when they were with the NDP was government. What they would do is they would get together commissions and committees, like the one that Andrew Leach headed up on climate consultations, and they would they, the experts would go out with their committees and do consultations and come up with a report that provided really good policy advice. And then the Notley government would take that advice and they would put them into, you know, they would develop uh, policy and regulations around them. And I interviewed, I don't know how many experts, you know, economists and so on, who said, look, this is a good way to do policy. The, the policy they came up with was really good. It was needed at the time. It was well-designed. Uh, you can think of the climate leadership plan, the uh, the uh, partial upgrading of bitumen uh, program, the petrochemical program. I mean, some of those were kept by, by the Kenny government because they were just good policy. But then, then along came the 2019 election, and Jason Kenney had a really good energy narrative, jobs, pipelines, and, uh, and the economy. And it really caught the—now, uh, the, I should point out, a lot of it was, was built on either uh, distorted or inaccuracies. It wasn't a—but it was a good narrative. It was the messaging, a story. yeah. Yeah, the messaging was terrific. Uh, Rachel Notley had nothing. I mean, literally nothing. I remember during that, that election campaign, I went to press releases, press conferences that she did. I went to her rallies, and energy got almost no attention. And it was a huge political mistake because, of course, Albertans were really anxious about the economy and, and, and where energy was going, and she didn't address it. And she lost a big, big time in part because she didn't have an energy narrative. Fast forward three years, and her party has done almost nothing. I mean, they've got some some generic kind of, you know, uh, party platforms or policy papers on things like hydrogen and geothermal, and, you know, the kind of standard stuff, but it's not well developed. They haven't got a voice. She has the, really her, her, her uh, energy game, her ability to talk a narrative, yeah. to explain policies is no better. It hasn't advanced one iota from where she was in 2015 to where she is today. And that's why I say she has no energy game. And you can't, you can't be premier, you can't be an opposition leader in Alberta and not have energy game. Well, exactly, exactly. And, you know, you make a great point in terms of you have to have it. And you know what, Markham, she's on the clock. I mean, I think like you mentioned earlier, the latest polling shows that, okay, Jason Kenney may have his own popularity issues, but uh, that massive lead and, you know, the fundraising and everything else that the NDP was enjoying for so long seems to be eroding. UCP is certainly not out of this. The election is a year away. She's on the clock here. She better come up with something. 
Well, you know what? I've taken a lot of heat over the last couple of days from NDP partisans in Alberta for my column, and I, I expected that. I mean, sure, what that that was expected. But it would it, you would be surprised at the number of high-profile New Democrats who have contacted me privately because they don't want to say this publicly and said, you know what? Yes, this is tough, but you're accurate. Yeah, you got it right. This is exactly the case, and I think that the NDP brain trust in Alberta has got to take Notley aside and say, look, this is a problem. This is a problem heading into the election. It was a problem in the last election. You have to address this. I don't see any indication that Ms. Notley is going to learn from this so I, I'm not optimistic, and I, and I think this is a big missed opportunity. Mark, last one, and then I'll let you go. How does the federal political landscape affect what goes on? Okay, now the federal NDP are not the provincial NDP. I understand that. But Jason Kenney is now calling it Rachel Notley and, and the NDP Liberal Alliance at the federal level. I mean, he's tying them all together with a big bow. Um, that's another albatross that she drags around. Well, it absolutely is, and not least, or sorry, Kenny's done a brilliant job of that over the last uh, three or four years. I mean, you know, it wasn't that long ago it was the Notley Trudeau Alliance, yeah. and you know, I mean, this has been a talking point for the UCP and Kenny for a long time. But there is, well, there was an opportunity here, a missed opportunity for Notley to to actually align herself with the industry because there are lots of folks in the industry who say, yeah, we can do this. You know, yes, just yesterday, I interviewed the Pemba Institute about a report they put out two weeks ago, and they actually showed a pathway for how to cut 103 megatons a year uh, of emissions from the oil and gas industry by 2030. There's new technologies all over the place. Like there's a company called in Calgary called Acceloware that makes that's piloting a, a downhole RF heater. It's like microwaving bitumen. You no longer need to burn natural gas. To steam and they're working with uh, oil oil fans companies on this uh, demonstration project. There's lots and lots of things happening that she could have aligned herself with to differentiate herself from from uh, from Kenny and at the same time be positive and and not be direct you know to tie herself to to Trudeau. Right. So you know this knee jerk reaction I think was the absolute worst response that she could have had. Interesting take. Uh, Markham, always a, a great discussion. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Shay. Take care. You bet. That's Markham Hislop, who is, uh, I guess we've had on the show before and will again. He's an energy journalist, um, publisher of Energy News. And I think he makes a really good point. You know, no matter what, and, th- and I think, you know, this is a, has been an existential struggle for um, Rachel Notley is she knows that the oil and gas industry is so vitally important to Alberta. It's out of step with what some other NDP thinking is, and she's tried to align it and bring it all together into a place that works, and it's been a struggle.